for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everything. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 45 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. The last episode. That's right. No more after this week. Um, no mas. Uh I just sort of broke the news to Will when he got here. Um, I've been really bummed about it since he told me. So uh, I'm going to make it short so we can get on with our last episode and try to have a good time, but... Um, I'm just not feeling it anymore. And uh, I know a lot of you listening are probably going to think it's because of my new podcast with Johnny and Mike, but um, that's not the case either. I'm quitting that too. And in fact, I haven't even told those guys yet, so I should probably do that before they hear this, or else they'll think I'm just a giant coward. But we really do appreciate everybody that's tuned in over the last 45 episodes. Thank you, everybody, for listening every time you have. And, um, you know... There's no lack of good quality Star Wars podcast out there, so you're not going to be missing much. It's been a pleasure. I'm just fucking with you guys. It's April Fools. Happy April Fools! It's a dick move. It didn't even turn out that good. It was kind of sad. I kind of felt. I kind of like. I felt myself get sad. Oh well. Well, anyway. So yeah, this isn't the last episode. I'm still going to be sitting here fucking. I was like, man, what? Talking my head off about Star Wars. The last episode is going to be really sad. It started making me sad. I think if it really was the last episode, you would want to announce at the end. Well, you know what? Jessie's on the show before she, she can't she can't hold her horses <laughs> in the studio this week. My <laughs> lovely fiance Jessie, always in the back studio. to give me shit. Always in the. It's studio. good to have you back, Jessie. Seldom mic'd, but always here. Always present. Always rolling her goddamn eyes at me. If only in spirit. So. um... We got a lot to get into this week. By the way, once again, I just want to reiterate, this isn't the last show. I pulled that off really poorly. I was sitting there. I got too much goddamn time on my hands, man. Like, I'm sitting there working, thinking, oh, we're releasing a show on April Fool's. I should do an April Fool's joke. I know what I'll do. And then it doesn't turn out to be good at all. Shit, I got to rethink my life. What would have been better? I don't know. Maybe have you come on and say I died. 
Oh, that's That'd be too, funny, far. Right? too far. That's too far. <laughs> there Way was a, too there far. was an accident, and he died, and <laughs> no. I know he'd really want me to carry on. I was on. thinking like Tom Green style ball cancer a, or something. Uh, I don't know. Well, that wasn't a joke. He really had ball cancer. I know, but like, you think it, cancer is funnier than me fake dying? I'll tell you what would have been the best. This is going to be fake. fucking dark. Hey, I got Hold cancer. On. That, Hold that's on to your pants, hey, everybody. Jesse's got a suggestion that's da- guaranteed to be dark. What's no, up? I'm just. I'm just changing gears slightly. I come on, say that you died, and then Will comes on and says that he saw your crippled ghost. No, no, that. Oh. Was, no, I was going to. I like on. how she brought it around, though. I was going to say. By the way, points for bringing back around to crippled ghosts. No, I was going to say that's where I was going to head with it. Is we'll have Will talk, say I died, and then I'll be like, ooh, in the background. <laughs> crippled ghost. We should have done crippled ghost oh. April first. Oh. Now thinking about it retrospectively, mm-hmm. that would have been good. Mm-hmm. You but, just came up with that now. No, no. Ten minutes ago. That's all right. They 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 watched us come up with it. That's fine. <coughs> they saw how the process works, right? You this know, I'm not things. funny, and then other people help me figure out how to be funny. No, that is not at all how that no, works. So I think it's going to go across uh, pretty well because it it was so somber. So people are going to be like, "What the fuck is this serious?" And then you know, it's not. We'll see. You know, I actually got that idea from our buddy Joe, who writes in sometimes. Really? He tweeted us last night saying that uh, he was afraid that Blue Harvest was going away because of Rogue One. I was like, no that way. That was perfect, though. I mean, in retrospect now, that's pretty, probably pretty good. You doing the Rogue One thing and then us. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's why I figured it kind of lines up. Our Can't first wait for episode. Johnny to listen to this and be like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, you got, I know you're tight with Johnny. Gotta go you guys be silent. staring into yeah. each other's eyes and getting lost in each other's fucking oh, ovos. Man. It's bro. It's just it's it's a bro bond, you know, like two dudes. Well, you just you can't you can't you got to let him just hear the episode. I will. Um, I won't give the game anyway. Away. Now that I'm not flustered anymore, how about I give out our information before we get into the show this week? If you want to like us on Facebook, you can at facebook.com/slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Blue Harvest Pod, and you can email us at Blue Harvest Podcast at gmail.com. I think this is a really good time to mention Rogue One, a podcast for winners. I have listened to that personally, and it has been a fantastic podcast. And I can't believe how awesome a job that you actually did putting that together. Like well, It thanks. sounds professional as fuck. Anyone that is listening to Blue Harvest, go check out Rogue One, a Star Wars, a, a Star podcast, Wars podcast, for podcast for winners. And uh, it's, it's a great listen. There will be many more in the future, I'm guarantee. Oh, yeah, it's really exciting, <laughs> and uh, you know I'm so proud of you. No, well, thank you. Aw. Let's not do the Aww. whole compliments thing. I don't like compliments. Dude, I, I, you, know what, you know why we do this? It's because I know that you don't like yeah, it. I know. Exactly. I like That's this. part of it. All right, but then don't embarrass me on fucking you know my baby podcast. Spoke the little balls to the wall. But it oh is your baby, and it's exciting. And there are lots of people this listening to your baby. This is cut. <laughs> no. No, no, no. If no, you no. cut this, I'll be so pissed. Anyway. Um, before we get into the emails this week, how's your week been this week, buddy? It's been really good. It's been a good week. Right on. Just had a lots and lots and lots of work. Um, you, well, you know, we went to Mississippi for the weekend. You did. Last weekend for Easter and stuff. Hung out at my sister's house. Shot some guns. That's what I was about to say. You did? Oh, you know, old sorry. I didn't goose mean to pain. steal your thunder. <clears throat> goose pain. You got to let me steer the show, oh, baby. Oh, my. You guys can be co-first mates, but you got to let me steer. Come on. <laughs> you know, I like you know what? He had to relinquish control with Johnny in the charge of the... Uh, yeah, I, I, I need it back. I got to be the captain of something in my life. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So uh, we were there maybe an hour before. Goose, look. Oh, my. 
you got to come shoot some guns with me. Set up a target and shit. You know me. I don't. When do I shoot guns? Right. Never. Man, they, I can see the appeal though. Yeah. You're like, wow. It it goes bang. Fine. It goes bang yeah, and real I was like, loud. You know me. I'm a fucking pussy. I was like, I think I need some ear protection. Right. And he's like, no, man. If you had a gun and somebody was trying to rob you, would you have ear protection? Would you be like, hold up, Mr. Robber, let me put my ear protection in? No. No, you he's, wouldn't. He's right, but he did give us a whole breakdown of I mean, uh, do this, do this, all the safety. But he didn't say, hey, by the way, as soon as it goes off, your ears are going to ring like a motherfucker. Honestly, you need to protect your hearing. It's the same. It's like being at a rock show and standing directly in front of the speakers. Like That's not really good for your ears either. Right. In the exact Repeated exposure to that is just going to cause you to go death sooner but i mean how redneck is that just standing in your brother well you know sitting in your brother-in-law's <laughs> backyard shooting guns at a target that's that's it's a good time My, oh it was a good time no doubt about it am i am i, mean, I gonna go out I, and buy a gun eh, probably not maybe but probably not i could can, can help you pick out a gun i have I two mean, guns i have a 22 long rifle and i have a shotgun well okay look i have no problem with guns i understand guns i don't place. have a handgun that that's what I mean. That's what we shot. Yeah, we shot I mean, handguns. Yeah, we shot my si- little sister, feel like my a, sister's pew pew gun. Yeah, that one was fun. I enjoyed that one um, better. Than <coughs> what the was the gun. what was the your sister's little gun? What was see, that? that's the thing. It was I a don't 380 know. Three eighty is what. Impressive. Right on. <laughs> Impressive. Um, fair enough. You know, the three eighty shows thought. You know, it's a uh, mm, that's good. Well, I've I've been playing Fallout, so you know exactly <laughs> know what kind of weapon. Right well, there we go. <laughs> I Does just that scare you up. a little bit? You gonna <laughs> sleep with one eye open? I'm just gonna tuck my dick act back between my legs <laughs> and pretend it's a man puss. Dance in front of the mirror. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. Uh, hard. Don't do that when I'm home, please. <laughs> <laughs> I do worse when you're home. <laughs> tuck my dick between my between my legs and try to fuck my own butt. You've seen that? Oh, Jesus she loves Christ. it when I do that. She I loves do, it. She's I like, ooh, like foreplay. Time. I do like a good time. Anyway, why don't we? Uh, well, speaking of goose, we got something to announce. This is not an April Fool's joke. No, it is not, and I am super excited. We hit finally. It's only taken almost a goddamn year. Ten reviews. Ten on reviews iTunes. on iTunes. Guess who the tenth? The tenth and final review reviewer was my good buddy, my brother-in-law, Mister Goose Payne. Let me read you his review real quick. <laughs> I'd just like to feature this for my boy. First off, his his username on iTunes, Baloney Big Mac. Yep. You guys know what a Baloney Big Mac is? If you don't, let Hawes enlighten you. Okay. B- a Baloney Big Mac is something that Goose himself created that I've only had once in my mouth. Like, I fucking hate Baloney. It's a special creation. I enjoy Baloney, but only occasionally. So it's he, not something you can eat every day. I discovered life. the Baloney Big Mac the first time was at a party that my sister and Goose were throwing at their old apartment. Oh, yeah? You know, we're maybe a little fucked up as the party goes on maybe you get a little f- hungry yeah. especially me i'm a fat guy maybe i need a little food you know yeah soak up all these chemicals that got me getting all fucked so up. drunk so quick goose proceeds to whip up a bologna big mac for me let and, me break it down for you yeah break it down piece of white bread yep bologna yes piece of white bread yeah bologna all right chips all right hot sauce oh mayonnaise wow and I was like, dude, I'm not that eating that. There's no cheese in there? Gross. There, there was probably... I can't re- I was fucked up. I can't remember. Some American okay. slice. Right now, Goose sure. is throwing his phone across the room. You idiot. That is goddamn not a- cheese. It's like, how could it be a bologna Big Mac? 
you gonna tell everybody about my bologna Big Mac and you gonna fuck up the recipe? If Goose had a if Goose had a cookbook, and Goose is a good cook, I don't want to disparage his cooking skills. The man can throw down on the grill and things of that nature. I don't want to disparage his skills by only highlighting the bologna Big Mac. I mean, he's been known to throw down on like a Colorado omelet in the middle of the night. Right. I'm a chef, and Goose and I have cooked on a personal level many a times. And Goose has quite the ability in the kitchen. Don't don't let nobody lie to him. I mean, Amanda does herself as well. Sometimes he just sends salsa. me a picture of a bologna Big Mac that he made at like four in the morning. Oh, my God. Fucking playing uh, Xbox, and he's just got a paper plate and be like, you see this? I'm bologna just, Big Mac. I'm impressed he <laughs> <laughs> upgraded to bread, <laughs> chips, and hot sauce and mayo and stuff. Because when I was introduced to goose-eating bologna, the man would thaw the whole pack out, pull the ribbon off, and eat it. Like, oh. eat oh, the yeah. entire oh. pack like, of bologna. Oh. Like, like, it was a, like it was an entire Gelatinous. pack of bologna sandwich. Gelatinous. Just cold bologna just product, eat, you know. and that would be while he was looking in the fridge, right, for, for something what he else really to eat, wanted like, to eat, for what dinner would be. And goose, super skinny. Scoop, super I eat, skinny. I eat one piece of bologna, twelve pounds. I gain. <laughs> it's not fair. All right, here's his review. Halls and Sir William. The concept of the podcast between y'all has been around longer than podcasting itself. It's great to hear y'all talk about something that y'all are both so passage- passionate about. I love the podcast, and I even love the guests y'all have. What's up, Johnny Invader Nick? Well, just to make this an understood review, this is number 10, and me, as well as more listeners, are wanting to hear the 14-year-old Hall's fan fiction. Love you guys, your friendly neighborhood net redneck goose. So that's yeah. it here shortly not this episode i need a little prep time to get it together we will be reading my fan fiction my star wars fan fiction that i wrote when i was 14 i think it should be outside of our weekly rotation a special event perhaps a two-parter i think it, with an intermission in the middle i think it could uh maybe just be an episode in itself yeah you think we you can tie it up in one yeah okay. how many characters are we actually talking here with like speaking not many parts? like not many. It's it's honestly uh, going to be mainly just Will and I. There's Hoss a couple can, others. Small. Hoss can put the flourish on. He can that background conversation B roll effects whatever. Hoss got all that in the bag. Yeah, yeah. The, so, the, the things that make it a radio drama. <clears throat> that'll be coming soon. I'm sure you guys are fucking stoked. I know I am. I know I am. Anyway, I'm so am. fucking jazzed. I'm gonna fuck act my act my voice balls off for that fan fictionary. Okay, so. Let's get to some emails. How how about we? Let's do it. Our first one is from our buddy King Tom. First time writing in. This is what he has to say. Gentlemen, been listening for a while now. Man, I sound fucking illiterate. No, Anytime you don't. I try to read a it's goddamn you get email. Nervous. Just yeah. relax. Just relax. You think I'd be used to it by now. And even if you fuck up, fuck it. <clears throat> Gentlemen, been listening for a while now. First time writing in. Your first reader email on episode 44, brought up something I've been thinking about for the past week or so. The reader, Joe, asked if there were any reoccurring phrases you could think of. Well, I have one. When Chewie goes crazy as Han's about to be frozen, Han tries calming him by reminding him he needs to take care of Princess Leia, ending it with, you hear me? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes. It always bu- This kind of bums me out because I see the connection he's making and I never made it. And it's two of my favorite scenes from these two movies. In the opening scene of The Force Awakens, 
After his X-Wing is damaged, Poe gives the map to BB-8 and tells him to get as far away as possible, ending with, you hear me? So what do you think? Random occurrence? Larry Kasdan reusing a favorite phrase? Or something we'll hear in the future? Keep up the entertaining work, King Tom. (coughs) Well, thanks for that email. And that was very, actually... That's insightful because I hadn't recognized that before. I'm not sure if that is intentional or if that's just a... Coincidental. Coincidental. Um, I don't think it's going to be something like reused necessarily. Maybe it is. Maybe. Who who knows? We'll find out. Um, But I do like that uh, he wrote in and uh, gave us another connection because last week when we were trying to think of him, I couldn't come up with... I was blanking myself. Besides, you know, obvious ones. Um, Who's up next? I have one I want to save till the end. Because it's our first international email. Oh, really? Yeah. So next up is our buddy, Chris Lilly. He said, hey, guys, I really appreciate you entertaining my email a couple of weeks ago, especially my Star Wars Rebels-themed crippled ghost joke. I eagerly await to download the latest Blue Harvest episode all week long. Let me say, that Rebels-themed crippled ghost joke... I say is the best crippled it's, ghost joke we've gotten. Yet. Dude, still to it's, date, the best one. I mean, it's topical, Star Wars-themed, Rebels. Perfect. Dude, Fucking it was great. perfect. With Darth Maul being my favorite character... No, my bad. With Darth Vader being my favorite character of the saga, I've always had a burning question with regards to him that I doubt will ever be satisfied in any official ca- capacity from Lucasfilm. I, would thought, I thought I would ask you guys for your thoughts on the matter. Why do you think Darth Vader chooses to use antiquated diction? Is it a conscious effort on his part to bury his past identity of An- of Anakin Skywalker? Or perhaps some bizarre side effect of the post-traumatic stress he endured after his defeat on Mustafar? I submit there's probably no good answer since his speech pattern was a stylistic choice by the writers and George Lucas in the creation of Episode Four, And such a small plot issue was most likely left by the wayside in the creation of the prequel trilogy. I have to say, I'm really stoked for the Rogue One podcast that will debut tomorrow. Well, it's already debuted by now. I will probably start to write in after I hear what the segments are like. Take it easy, fellas. If, I'm, if I ever have to go to Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville on temporary duty, maybe we can link up and I'll buy you guys a beer and we can talk about the wars. That sounds like a motherfucking plan. Absolutely. Okay. I was born and raised in Huntsville for a long time. <laughs> yeah, Will has spent quite a lot of time in Huntsville. The beginning of my life, mainly. All right. So, as far as his Darth Vader question goes, I think it is... I, ha- I mean, I instantly formulated the perfect fictional psychological explanation. Then fucking go for it. Please take it, take it for me, because uh, I'm grasping here. Okay. I don't believe that there is a reason... If we wanted to assign a reason, I think this would be a good one. Uh, In his struggle against Obi-Wan Kenobi, who had more of a refined British accent, he uh, buried, psychologically suppressed the person that was Anakin Skywalker. And in his subconscious reverence for Obi-Wan Kenobi and to want to become a master, in essence, of the dark side, not of the light, he adopted that antiquated way of speaking uh almost like the rest of the empire potentially has you know a, a, a method see, of assimilate, assimilation and you know presentation of knowledge i wonder if it's just maybe an effect of the um 
That's an even simpler. The voice modulator. Yeah, the voice modulator. Yeah. Whatever it is that changes his voice. Because he doesn't really, I mean, you don't hear him that much at the end of Jedi when they take his mask off and he's talking. And that's Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. Who is British. Right. Um, So, you know, it's one of those things like (coughs) it was. Which we'll come back to. Put a pin in that Sebastian Shaw moment with Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. We'll come back to that. Um, anyway, I just think, um, you know, if if there was an in-universe explanation, maybe, I mean, would uh, being burned like that do damage to, it does do damage to his lungs. That's why he needs If you the, breathe in fire. And, you know, Vader is not very uh, loquacious I I don't think as it's it just is. diction, though. I think it's like the choice of words and speech pattern and everything, you know. James I, Earl I Jones think he tries definitely to sounds more menacing. It, it also from other people. might be. I used agree that I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. The suppression of Anakin. Like I an, killed Anakin. And putting Skywalker. him above, putting himself above other people. In a right. Way that's well, more, like an intimidation factor. Right. An air of uh, command. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Leadership. So I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, that's a, a pretty good, and that you know, it, they went back and they tried to explain a lot of things in the prequels. With the prequels, rather, but that's one of those things. Like, why even bother? It doesn't. Explaining? To you know me, it saying? doesn't require. It's obvious. Yeah, uh, James Earl Jones sounds like the perfect Darth Vader. That's just right. That's in the in the story. Like. <laughs> Have you ever heard uh, the the audio of what David Prowse? Because you know when David Prowse was in the, I think it was kind of high pitched and yeah, and nasally yeah. maybe. And like you know, he he's had some problems with Lucasfilm. Like he's not exactly Lucasfilm's favorite person. David Prowse, just because he's uh, kind of difficult for them to deal with. He's always trying to get money out of them and shit. Long story, right? Yeah. The short story is David Prowse is sort of a cranky old dick. Right. He if you want to know more. surly when we saw him. Yeah. If you want to know more about that, just ask Johnny Grosso about David Prowse. You'll get an earful. Trust me. I've, I've, I've been there. I got blocked by David Prowse on Twitter because I joined in with Johnny one day. And, Uh-oh. Yeah. It went, well, went real well for me. He's really old. He is really, really old. old. You know, he was at Pensacon, and I saw him, and I was like, whew. David Prowse is not long for this world. Damn, dude. Um, That's harsh. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But it's going to, you know, unfortunately, all our Didn't say Star it Wars true. heroes won't be around forever. Just said it was harsh. There are new Star Wars heroes, though. Yeah. You know, it's weird Maybe that you bring, he brings up the sort of accent thing. Have you heard people trying to use Ray's accent in The Force Awakens to back up their theories on who she is? Well, she's got a British accent, so she's got to be related to such and such. I've heard that, but, you know, what we know about human development, accents aren't genetic. Like, Well, you know, th- not just that. Like, I'm pretty sure it was just like, okay, she sound, she's she sounds natural performing in her regular accent that's you know what i'm saying yeah there's no need for her to change that accent no. and especially in a universe where a british accent is already established why for something that's unnatural right the portrayal is going to be better if it's natural all right well on to our next email one i'm really excited about first of all i mean not that i wasn't excited about our first two i love when people write in this is just our first international email and it's from a country i'm a fan of Big old fan of Sweden. Sweden. This is our buddy Oliver from Sweden. Home to some of the baddest ass bands ever. And this is what he has to say. Hey, Halls and Will. 
I'm a Swedish guy named Oliver, and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I was born about the same time as The Phantom Menace was released, so I grew up watching both the prequels and the original trilogy. At the time, I had no problem with the prequels, and it even took me some time to realize that A New Hope was the first one to be released. So far, it seems like Disney is not going to stop making Star Wars movies when they're done with this ongoing trilogy. So let's say that Disney keeps releasing movies this often, and after some time, we would have a lot of standalone movies and main episodes in the saga. People I talk to that are not hardcore Star Wars fans are already getting confused over where the time, where in the timeline Rogue One is going to take place. Do you think that in 20 to 25 years or so, people will get confused of, over all the different standalone movies and therefore get pulled away from the franchise? Or do you think Disney will reboot the whole franchise just to make it easier for newer fans? This is something that has been keeping me up at night. This is my kind of dude right here. Worrying about Star Wars keeps him up at night. We're, that like is, a, that's your kind of people. He may be related to me somewhere. That, genetically, way, yeah. way back in the link. I love both the original and prequel trilogies, and I would never want them to reboot the franchise, but it can't live on forever, right? Sorry if my English was bad. It's not my main language, but thanks for making an awesome podcast, guys. Keep up the good work. Well, first off, buddy, your English is just fine. You're way better than me. Sometimes I write to people and I'll be like, God damn, is, is English my fourth language? What is wrong with me? Maybe he's catfishing you and Oliver from Sweden. <laughs> Oliver from Sweden is a made-up character. No, no, I, I think this guy really is from Sweden. I'd like to think, I don't think, I mean, who's going to catfish a fucking Star Wars podcast by just saying they're from Sweden. Who's got time we read, for that? We read every goddamn email that Have comes you in. Have met people from the internet, though? That's the thing. I mean, not You want life. your five seconds of fame <laughs> on my podcast? Just by write all in. means, write in. You don't have to pretend to be from Sweden. Nah, my boy Oliver is from Sweden. He's from Sweden. He's from Sweden. I'm sorry, Oliver. I'm sure you're from Sweden. See, uh, Oliver, see, this is, this is it, man. Ladies, man. They be antagonistic. Just, she doesn't even know you. She's trying to pick a fight. It sounds good because she's breaking I'm your balls. I'm just making sure that, uh, you know, you're You're just really trying to crash Swedish. my dreams of having our first fucking Swedish fan. Listener. Well, you have lots of listeners. Uh, okay, that's fine. But none of them write in from the other countries. Yes, we do have. If you live in the Congo or Greenland, please write in. Please. We would be so interested to hear what you have to say about the podcast. Oh. Man, she is. She's been in a fighty mood lately. Really? Yeah. I'll it be like, like fun. I'll be like, hey, what do you want for dinner? And she'd be like, you want a fucking fight for dinner? <laughs> is that what you want? You want a knuckle sandwich? That's what How I'm going to give that? you for dinner is a goddamn knuckle sandwich. <laughs> I just told Haas a story the other day about how. My, either my aunt or my grandma punched my older sister in the face when uh, they asked her if she wanted a knuckle sandwich. Oh, no. And the four-year-old said yes. They punched her right in the face. And I don't think we need to extrapolate on any of that anymore because I think that explains a whole <laughs> fucking lot right there. Anyway, let's get back to our Swedish buddy, Oliver. Yeah, Oliver, thanks okay. for writing in, by the way. So, Oliver, I, I know exactly what you're saying, buddy. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna, you, you trust your... Uh, your old friend Hall's here. They're never going to reboot Star Wars. I disagree, by the way. They'll wait till our generation is dead. Till the fanboys that would have a problem with it are dead. And you better bet your ass that Disney is going to reboot Star Wars from the beginning. Do it all over again. Tell that same story with the new flourish, whatever, you know, whatever 
three-dimensional holographic television there is like in your living rooms by that time. I thought you were kicking me under the table. It's the goddamn dog. Yeah, Luna's down there. Oh, my God. Um, the reason I, I, I think this is more likely, I think we'll get a lineup of Star Wars films over the next few years. Who, who knows how long you know they'll carry on. But once you know profits start to diminish, look, with the box office from The Force Awakens... We're going to be getting Star Wars movies for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at some point... They'll jump the shark, Returns man. will begin to diminish. And that's the thing. Like, people want to hate on the prequels. We have yet to see the the worst Star Wars movie. Right. And we will. And you will. Now Now that it's <laughs> franchised, like, you're going to... It's going to happen. It's going to come it's in every flavor. There's going to be... going to get a low-budget one that has a Yui Bowl-like director or no, some shit like that. there will that. not be that. Has there been a low budget Disney Marvel movie? No. I'm just setting. I'm sh- my target is very low. <laughs> That's at the bottom of the barrel low. It's not going to go that low. Okay. It, 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 they'll throw money at it. The quality may not reflect how much money they throw in, throw into it. What I think is more likely to happen, and I always say, if they were going to reboot, they would have rebooted now. Really? Yeah. Because I think they'll wait. Uh, either they'll wait till we get old enough that a reboot is fun for our grandchildren. Like, you know, 20 years from now, when they've told the story of, you know, the saga and they want to just start from the beginning again. Like, I mean, you may be like right. Dragon Ball, like airing Dragon right. Ball Z on Toonami. Like, you go one saga and then you, re, you know, start back at the beginning again. And look, the reason I, what I say is more likely is I say once things start to calm down and diminish, we'll get breaks. We won't get yearly Star Wars. They may take a 10 year break. They may take a five year break. But they'll, then they'll come back and they'll reset, but not reset. I, I think the closest we'll ever get to a reboot is how Episode 7 was sort of, in some ways, uh, you know, reminiscent of A New Hope. You know what I mean? Um, they wait till Taron Edgerton is old, or old enough to play old Han Solo. Johnny is all about that Taron Edgerton. I, that's why I guy. said it. That's why I said it. Man, I want to see what happens. You put Johnny and Taron Edgerton in a room together. I was about to say that's another British guy who's got to have a American accent. Yeah, yeah. For that to be, pl- you know, they plausible. would probably start working out right or showing off their muscles to each other. That's what would happen if they were in a room together. Mm, that's how it would start. Johnny would get starry eyed. <laughs> <laughs> be like little anime hearts over his head and stuff. Yeah. You'd have like the little slits for eyes. <laughs> Clapping. Um, uh, what was else was I going to say uh, about this whole reboot thing? The, the reason I say that is because I don't think I just don't see it happening. Because right. it, there's so many different things you could do. You you could set it so far out, so many years after you know this sequel trilogy or whatever comes after it, that it would essentially be a reboot without erasing the previous history and now look maybe star wars goes down in the dumps and it doesn't have the fan base it has now but the way uh, star wars is generational and is passed on i think the outcry like you just think there's outcry when some beloved pop culture movie gets remade dude they rebooted star trek and I'm, Sorry, Star Trek is not as big as Star Wars. It's not as big as Star Wars, but, but it got rebooted. Like, but it got rebooted without... They rebooted Battlestar Galactica. They, once again, I mean, not even as big as Star Trek. Right. Battlestar Galactica is small potatoes. I'm saying nothing of its quality 
or whether it's good or not. I'm just saying as far as culturally significant, Battlestar Galactica, small potatoes. Right. Star Trek, bigger potatoes, <laughs> small potatoes compared to Red Star potatoes, Wars. Red potatoes, Idaho potatoes. Like Star Wars is like when you're driving across country and you see a fucking World's billboard. Largest World's largest potato. I stole that from you. I'm sorry. I saw you, it coming. you took. I saw you it stole coming. the goddamn punchline. <laughs> I saw from it coming. under my feet. I just I didn't mean to. At least I it stumbled wasn't over me. Oh man, you guys are stepping all over my <laughs> groove sorry. today. I'm like shit. We're, we might be getting some new listeners because of Rogue One. I got to be on my game. Jesse and Will are like. Cock block your game. <laughs> Guess who's still got game? Not you. I haven't been on in a while. I have to, you know, give you a significant amount of shit. No, you don't. You could just come on and be nice to she's me like just, you I, are in real life. She's been saving <laughs> up all this shit to give you, and she just hasn't been on air in a minute. And that, like, that's the what thing. You're getting she can't is the just, backlog. She can't just give me a small dosage of shit here and there. She's got to save it up and Whatever. give it to me in the most public I, manner imaginable. I've been pretty I've said anything that's rude to you, and I, I, I would agree with that, that. People would actually disagree and said that I've been she's, quite sweet. She's been she's been okay. sweet. All right, she's like a sour patch kid. First See Oliver, that's what I'm talking about. She's sweet. That's always. <coughs> it's just poor Oliver. <laughs> yeah, who you're stepping over all all over Oliver's email. We finally get an email from someone outside of the United States, and you got to be like, he's catfish. I, but, even Max said he's a catfish. They did a reverse Google image on his Max image. And, Max and Neve. You but know what's Oliver, fucked up is Oliver pro- might catfish? not even know what a catfish is. Do they have catfish in Sweden? But if he I is, if he is, They've right, got, right back and he's let me not know a catfish. Are, so, Stop it! You know. Stop with the catfish talk. Oliver is my Swedish best friend. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Don't you ruin this for me. He comes from the land of metal. Do you know ghost? <laughs> yeah, do you know ghost or in flames or soil work? Hook me up, buddy. Wouldn't it be awesome if his dad is like the lead singer of in flames? Does he eat loot fisk? Are you looking up information about Sweden I on did. your phone? I you thought, sandbagging son of a bitch. I thought that loot fisk was Swedish. To, you're but trying I didn't to steal want to, Oliver from me. I didn't want to offend poor Oliver by not saying that loot fisk what was, is was like Danish, but it's lie, lie cured fish. Yeah, it's fish oh, cured shit. with lie. Hey, Oliver, if you've eaten that shit, right in. I guarantee in. he has. His grandma probably made loot fisk. Is that like biscuits and gravy? I don't know. For I know Swedish it's Swedish. People? You ever had biscuits and gravy, Oliver? <laughs> I'm talking to him like he's here in the like room. Like he's here in the room. The spirit of he's Oliver gonna, is He's going to have to You know what? Dr- he's over in Sweden somewhere right now, and he's got this tingle. It's like, someone's talking Look about Look up me, what like. time it is in Sweden right <laughs> now. Look up what time it Gre- is in Sweden Greenwich right now. Greenwich Mean Time. He's at school or something. You know? Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, I feel like two jackasses are talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Google time in Sweden. I would hope it comes out that he is a catfish. Just oh my God. So because you can't let me be happy that I have a Swedish best friend. Stop trying to take this from me. I'm serious. Four He's a, not a catfish. 4 a.m. I know you. April 2nd. You think Neve and Max are. tomorrow. It's in. four. He's in the future? He's in the future. Oliver, buddy, in the future. Where it's not April Fool's Day. What's it like in the future, Oliver? <laughs> Tell me what it's like in the future. You'll get this podcast from the past in the future. I'm speaking to you from the past, Oliver. You're speaking to everyone from the past because you record it and then you put it up in a couple of hours. Right? 
Well, that's been the episode this week, everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's true. It, that's a good, a neat concept oh. to think about. It's like time travel. <laughs> it's like time travel. Just can't let me have my friendship with Oliver. <laughs> Jesse, dream crusher, McGarity. Me and Oliver are going to be tight. He was going to come be in our wedding. From the future. He's farther in the future, but... Everyone's a little bit. We can bring him here from the future. So it's 4 a.m. on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he's like up playing video games, eating a nice plate of Luke fish. (laughs) Is that what Luke? Luke fish? Loot. Loot fist. Loot fist. Loot fist? (laughs) Loot fist. Oh, poor Oliver. Oliver, buddy. Yeah, buddy. We need a little more information. Let, let us know what Sweden's like. When did you do? Do they just teach people, kids in Sweden English in high school? I think in Europe. Oh, really? English, you know, like everyone in Europe is like trilingual, they, and English is one of those. Is it Swedish? Swedish. Swedish? Yes. Yeah. That'd have yeah. been badass if they taught me Swedish in high school. I, I learned Spanish, and not even well. <coughs> Yo tango mis pantalones. That's what I know. I think the Dudesons are Swedish or Finnish. One. I think the they're other. Norwegian. Or, well, yeah, I mean that's I that's guess the that's whole true. region, perhaps. Oh really? No, Norway is a country. Norway no, is a country. You're correct. Like in the same area. Like <laughs> you are Scandin- I don't know. It is. I don't know my geography. Or scan- it, it's like a I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Oliver is making fun of us right now. He's making fun of. He's like, <laughs> or he's pissed because he thinks we're making fun of Sweden. No, but Americans By the way, don't know we're not. We're not at all Americans making fun. I am one hundred percent sincere in my admiration of Sweden. Yeah. Some of my favorite bands okay. are from Sweden. Sweden. It's got Norway on the left and Finland on the right. Okay, so... Is it the Scandinavian Providence? Sweden is a Scandinavian... It's a Scandinavian nation of thousands of coastal islands. Ah. Capital is Stockholm. It's a whole bunch of islands. Yes. Man. The group that is in between Norway and Finland. What he's making fun of is our fucking American education. Right? That's what he's like. He's like, your your, your education is the internet. (laughs) (laughs) All all these fucking terrible rumors he's heard about how dumb Americans are. And he's like, it's true. true. I I wrote into this a podcast that I thought was going to be really great. uh, Come on, Oliver. Let us know about loot fist, all right? Have yeah. you had, when was the last time? At least let me know time? about lie cured fish because lie is what you know you use on the slide to decompose a body. Like that's you know lie is that chemical that eat breaks down. Yeah, soap. It's in soap. I mean, I can't really. I mean, I've eaten a Big Mac like from McDonald's in my life. That can't be any worse for you than a fucking loot fist. There's a you remember the scene in where they Fight it? Club. Where he puts the shit on the back of his hand and that's chemical burn, that's lie. Well, then then I'm sure you fucking brush that shit off before you eat it. I mean, you do, but like that's how you (laughs) that's how you cook the fish. Like you decompose it, and it's gelatinous. Uh, Maybe it's good with eggs. I don't know. Maybe he's going to tell me. Oliver will tell me what Luke Fisk is like. Yeah, hopefully, hit us up, buddy. If he doesn't hate us by now, oh, he might. Well, how about we we leave poor Oliver alone? Yeah, sorry. I got sorry. real excited when I read the email. I've been uh, fucking ready to read this email all week. And Jesse's like, I want to come on this week to talk about Rebels. And I was like, sure, let's come on. Let's come on and talk about Rebels. Instead, she's like, mm, 
so happy about Oliver. Probably a catfish. <laughs> Oliver, I'm sure you're real. I'm sorry. I just, you know, we've been watching catfish on Netflix. Lately. She can't. She can't. <laughs> she likes cat. You like catfish? Hawes likes Hawes likes catfish. Fuck yeah, I like catfish. Oh. But he likes catfish. Come on, you, you haven't watched like an episode of catfish, of catfish and I've gone, watched catfish. This is fucked up. But it's like Ghost Adventures. I'm like, how much of this is real? Mm. Oh, I'm sure. How much but of this is real? It's like, still like... Some of it I know is set up, and some of it I know is real, but like, it's hard. You know, it's I just, hate asking myself that. You know, it's like I, watching the Osbournes. Like, it, I know it, it's yeah. going to make me sound horrible, but some part of me likes watching it because I watch it and I go... There, there's somebody I'm smarter than because I would not have fallen for that. Dude, you can just watch cops for that. Yeah, but you see one episode of cops, you've seen them all. That's true. Yeah. You never know what's going to come out that house when they show up at the catfish's house. You know what I'm saying? That's true. You never know or who's going to show up. And uh, look, I've seen enough episodes. What their explanation is going to be. Right. My, it's always fascinating. They hook you. Like I get it. And I've started to notice the trends. Yeah. So they always go to the first door front door and knock yeah nobody ever answers and then they're every episode they're like oh there's a side door maybe we should go there and they start walking to the side door so the front door is not in camera anymore and then they come out whoever it is so you don't get that reveal yeah like so they can do the dramatic camera pan over and <laughs> yep. it's, it's me and it was supposed to be an 18 year old girl yeah some crazy shit goes down right but yeah i look it's reality tv one of those it's, was Came it's, to Babalu in Jackson when I was working I know. there. Catfish came to Babalu in Jackson. Did you see Neve and Max there? Uh, I did, yep. They ate like, you know, like 10 yards from me. What'd they have? I think well, they both had salmon, I think. Yeah. Go figure. They should have got I think one of them had a salmon though, to go, honestly. in fact. <laughs> he got an extra salmon yeah. to go? He's like, God damn, that was delicious. And you want to know who I made I want some salmon fish. You want to know who made all three of those salmons? Who? You boy right here. What did James Franco have while he was there? James Franco had some calamari. And I think yeah. a redfish. I think he we had calamari back the then. Calamari. A redfish. It, the calamari it was way different back then. I'm talking about way good. different back it then. It used to not be very good, though. Whatever we And it's better now. I think. I All right. Remember. Welcome to Babalu cast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Last episode of that. Uh, sorry. He started talking about Yeah. Work. I fed James Franco. <laughs> and who was it? Uh, the catfish guys. James Franco. Um, uh, Nancy Reagan. She came in. Remember when you told me about that? Right. Um, Kim Jong Un and Il yep. came in together at the same damn at time. At the same time, Fidel Castro. Yep, with um, Raúl, the Ghost Hunters. Yes, all of them. All of them. The whole cast, past they, and present. Somebody dropped a piece of silverware off the table, and they're like, "I, I sense a presence." Actually, before I did, before I did what I do now, I fed Jerry Rice and Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. The best I've waited on is uh, the mayor of Birmingham, ooh, fancy, and um, Paul Feinbaum. Really? He's a dickhead. Yes, he is <laughs> no. so rude. Um, but yeah, I've, he's a dickhead. And that's about it. Charles Barkley went to the bar that I used to work at. Charles, but not while I think I was Charles there. Barkley spends a lot of time in Birmingham. He does. He's kind of a legendary poon yeah. hound around town. I've waited Charles on some Barkley. Alabama football players and like professional football players, but that's... I don't okay. know who they are. Right. So, Star Wars news this week, there wasn't a whole lot. The big news is uh, Star Wars came out on digital platforms today. I've been checking it out. It's Watching pretty good. It. Um, I mean, obviously. I saw the, I've seen the movie. The uh, The important stuff 
well, not necessarily the important stuff, the stuff that we didn't have access to before the documentary and the deleted scene material, all pretty solid. The it deleted scenes, um, there was nothing, and, and it's, I think this is typical of most deleted scenes, nothing that uh, really, that I saw that I was like, wow, that should have been in the movie. The one exception would be the uh, the whole scene with Kylo on the Millennium Falcon. I just liked that scene. I thought it was pretty well done. So, you know. Yeah. Kind of a bummer that they took it out. Um, I can understand. There is one. I meant to show you this before we record it. I'll show it to you before you leave. There's one really funny scene uh, with Han Solo talking some shit to some stormtroopers. It's a little silly, and I, I'm sure that's probably why they cut it out, but I actually like it quite a bit. The documentary, the making of uh, Episode 7, is really good. Um, and doesn't go as in detail as some of the previous documentaries do, but it's good otherwise. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right. Mm. There's a documentary on how they made and operated BB-8. It's pretty solid. Um, and what else? There's a documentary on the special effects in the movie that sort of showcase all the CG, which is funny considering they tried to downplay how much CG was in that damn movie. Right. And there's an ass load. There's just as much as any of the fucking Star Wars prequels. There has to be. You have. There has to be. Um, and then as far as news goes... Um, the other big thing this week is they announced a Ahsoka book for this fall, yep. which is pretty exciting. It's going to take place in between episodes three and four. So basically it's going to cover, um, from her last arc on the Clone Wars, you know, probably cover in the, the, the span of time in between that and her first appearance in Rebels. I'm so. excited to read that. Quite excited. <coughs> which is, I mean, come on. Jesse's going to read another Star Wars book. Somehow I conned her into reading one, and she Lost liked it Stars all right. Lost Stars was good. It was, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I would suggest that book to anyone that likes books, not just um, Star Wars in general. Who was who, who the author that did the Darth... What was the book in the author that did the Darth Vader's dancing robotic legs? Kevin... Uh, uh, Darth Vader's many prosthetic parts. Many, many prosthetic parts. Kevin Hearn, heir to the Jedi. Dude, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck, dude, fuck that guy. Dude, fuck I see that where guy. you're going with that. I, you see where I'm, <coughs> I'm just saying to to put that in a Star Wars book. Yeah, pretty cheesy. Well, how about we get to what we really wanted to discuss this week, and uh, that's the season two finale for Star Wars Rebels. Now, I'm going to be uh, upfront. There's going to be spoilers. We're going to talk about it in depth. So, if you haven't seen the episode and you don't want it spoiled, maybe stop listening now come back after you've seen it or you know we'll see you next week uh oliver i don't know what the uh i'm, I'm, I'm just talking to you oliver just ignore everybody else just me and you oliver listen to me buddy i don't know what your tv airing schedule is like over there do you guys get rebels at the same time we do or is it like a few months behind i don't know do you even have rebels do you watch disney xd and speed them maybe they um so many questions i have so many questions um but like I said, plenty of spoilers. <clears throat> so, Will, you don't watch every episode of Rebels. I don't. You've seen some here and there. I have. I wanted you to come see this sort of... Um, as a litmus test. Yes. Just based, not as based on its part as a larger story. Just solely based on an, a 44-minute episode of Star Wars. Right. What you thought of it. Now, I let's start with, I say... you. Before we get into the negative, 
because I have some maybe some slight ranting to do about some of the negative aspects. Yours and my negative will probably be. I only have the one, you know, the one, okay. and so uh, that's it. The rest of it was awesome, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, I mean, what what did you think overall? I thought it was great. I thought it was a great use of. You know, I, I like we've already said there's spoiler alerts here. Before I go any further, I, I just yeah, wanted go to, for it. if you, you know, uh, the use of Darth Maul, the way to yeah. use Darth Maul in that story uh, as the tempting dark master of the dark side towards Ezra. I thought that was very interesting and a very great way to use Darth Maul in a in a Sith that requires, you know, the rule of two, Darth Bane's rule of mm-hmm. two. You know, there's always a master and an apprentice. Like that's how the the temple is built and you know the knowledge is power you know, that's what a, that's what the sith teach that's you know it's interesting because if you really think about it darth maul and ahsoka are very similar at this point in their life and the fact that they're both formally affiliated of they're both from orders that they are jaded from right right like uh, ahsoka was a jedi she doesn't consider herself a jedi anymore uh, Maul was a Sith, and he doesn't consider himself a Sith anymore. So it's an interesting sort of dynamic slash parallel. Um, I thought his new lightsaber was kind of neat. Yeah, I thought it was sort of a neat design. I thought his uh, da- design and his... Did you realize what it was? It was a cane. Well, and after it wasn't a cane, <clears throat> it was an Inquisitor lightsaber with the pieces, the round pieces broken off. Really? I feel like it, like, because it had this little hook on it that was left over from the the round part. But the hook was the other. I think you're wrong. Like, like the hook was this way, not turned inwards. Like, because you know the Inquisitors have the circle in the middle. I think you might be a real little wrong. I could be wrong. Um, uh, But it's cool that it was a cane at first. Yeah, and and it was kind of cool. I thought that he downplayed and sort of tried to make himself seem more damaged and fragile than he really was like at old, first an old right. beggar kind of. i enjoyed yeah. all of that that was probably that whole plot point and i'll say watching it for the, yeah watching it for the second time uh with you today i liked it a little better than i did initially i think what i was disappointed with in the first viewing i was so disappointed with that it kind of soured my view on the finale as a whole but i, I like it a, a little bit better now um i thought the music was really good uh, when Vader and or not Vader Maul and Ahsoka start fighting, they play the slightest little bit of Duel of the Fates. Did you notice that? No. Awesome. Also, the music when Vader and Ahsoka fight was really good. Incredible. Um, and that was a good, a really good fight scene. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. The lightsaber fights in general were on point in this finale mm-hmm. um there were aspects of it that annoyed me but like i said i'm trying to keep with the positive for right now right uh ashley Eckstein's performance as ahsoka in the final moments of the uh, finale great fantastic i mean great yeah all of that was really good but... um especially considering for me it was a journey getting to the point where i liked ahsoka right uh i was not a fan when you know she was first introduced in the Clone Wars movie and for the first little while in the animated show, but, but it's a so character. She grew up. Yeah, they uh, they did a good job of evolving her character. What's funny is, you know, when you read or listen to interviews with her, she always talks about how Dave Filoni tells her, like, look, they're not going to like you to start off with, but if we do our job right, 
they will. They will like you. And as far as the Clone Wars goes and most of her involvement in Rebels, they did their job right. Right. Um, I thought um, the Sith Temple was cool. Yeah. I thought the planet Malachor was cool. Yeah. I thought it was fucking cheesy. All right. To show us the the crossblade lightsaber in the trailer, and literally it is of zero significance in the long run. He turns it on and it sputters off, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just. I understand it's it's supposed to be a little visual nod to the Force Awakens, and in the visual dictionary, they even um, mentioned that that lightsaber was used. That style of lightsaber was used during the Scourge of Malachor. Yeah. So it all kinds of ties it back together. Right. And that's cool. Um, what else did I like? Vader was badass. Um, I like that they didn't make him too crazy as far as his abilities and what he could do. Right. They kept it in line. Because if he's doing too much, then there then he should have been able to do a lot more in the original trilogy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <clears throat> Something I think they're going to have to keep in mind for Rogue One. Like, uh, especially if Vader is going to play any type of role in Rogue One, you can't make him too badass or... You run versus the continuity. Right. Um, So that's... Oh, I like Kanan's whole blind master. What what do you... I can't pronounce it. Zaitoichi? Yeah, the blind swordsman. The blind swordsman. I think that's a cool way to take that character. Um, I really liked... I was hoping he was going to keep that Jedi guard or Jedi knight mask. Just because I thought it looked neat, but having the bandages over his eyes, that's I can take that. That's pretty that's cool. cool. Too. Uh and I like the cliffhanger. I thought the cliffhanger is a bold choice for them to make in a kid's show if it pays off. And I, I say that's a big if. Because the way the cliffhanger leads, it kind of makes you think that Ezra is headed full dark side. Because they say in the episode that no Jedi can ever open a Sith holocron. Ezra opens one at the end. So what's that mean? He's dark side, right? That so does that mean? Jedi. Does that mean the next season is going to be dark side Ezra or him fighting with the dark side? Right, like an internal struggle. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me let me put this out there for you. There was a rumor this week, and it's a rumor that I've heard before, but it, it popped up again this week, and I'm starting to think it's got some credibility to it. That next season will be Rebels' last season. How many? What, what number will it be? That'll be season three. And that it will, <clears throat> that, you know, any characters that make it out of it will be featured in, you know, specials, direct to video, or like, you know, sort of one hour, two hour TV movies on Disney XD. But as far as a weekly show, Rebels will be over after next season. And it's going to lead into the next, or that's going to, you know, Make way for the next animated series, which may or may not be set during the sequel trilogy. Right. So if that's the case, do you think... I don't know. I'm worried that it's not going to pay off. The whole Ezra Darkside thing. I really don't know. I can't tell. He's either... Kanan has such a tragic story of loss of his Jedi Master and the whole Order... If you really take Ezra from him, like you, you take everything from Kanan. Like. Guy, I don't think either one of them can survive. That's the thing. But how tragically do they end? Is the question right? Yeah. And, but I mean, Ezra if I'm writing it survive, real tragically, 
Ezra if you want it to have emotional impact, side. tragic. Huh? Okay. If, if Ezra goes to the dark side, there's a possibility he could survive. I mean, there's more likely that there could be someone. Here's the deal: you you want to take it all the way. Ezra kills Kanan. That's what I think should happen. But I think that Darth Vader should have fucking killed Ahsoka. I mean, that's what we're gonna get there. Yeah. Well, well, not there yet. Well, but we will get there. Trust me. Um. The question is, like, you know, I, a lot of people want to try and tie the, Reb, uh, you know, Rebels into the new movies in some fashion. And for a while after I saw the cliffhanger last night, I was like, well, I don't think Ezra's going to be Snoke. But what if he started the Knights of Ren? What if he's who started the Knights of Ren? What if he's a Knight of Ren? And then Kylo wrested control from him to become the leader of the Knights of Ren. That is entirely possible. Um. Honestly, I don't think they're going to do that. I think Rebels is going to be, by and large, unaffiliated with any of the movies. Right. The thing is, and I know this is not a new concept, but Kanan cannot be part of the rebellion. Kanan and Ezra cannot be part of the rebellion by the time A New Hope happens. No. Because if they are, Luke Skywalker would have met them. They would have been like, oh, this Luke Skywalker guy, he's... um, He's got Jedi powers. We should go talk to him. And you can't have right. the one surviving Jedi pimping around, flashing his saber, you know, because when L- Luke is the last of the Jedi, you know, like there aren't any other. Like he's the last one. <laughs> okay. So as far as things I didn't like, I'm going to get the big one out of the way. The thing I hated most, which I and I'm once again, I'm not the only one that has said this, so I'm not breaking new ground here. The fucking helicopter lightsabers is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. And you know how I was saying I like the lightsaber battles? I like them except for the fact that for the first, I don't know, what, half, three-fourths of the episode, anytime a lightsaber battle got going, the Inquisitors just fucking helicoptered away, (laughs) Inspector Gadget style. It was fucking stupid. It was fucking stupid it was it was bad and like you know uh we're in like a group message thing on twitter with johnny and nick and so we had all watched the episode and nick was like well what did you guys think and i was like you know johnny he was like hated it hated it he hated it i'm sure we'll be getting an earful of that on the next rogue one yeah um nick you know he said he was a little disappointed felt like they got cold feet in some aspects which i agree with but the one thing we all agreed on was how stupid those fucking helicopter lightsabers are. Yep. I'm hoping that there's such a fucking outcry about it. Because at first, you know, it was interesting. Last year when Rebels ended, a ton of chatter on Twitter. Because, you know, they brought Ahsoka back and, you know, they killed the Inquisitor. There was some cool shit that went down. This year, it did not seem like there was much as much chatter. I will say this. I read somebody who tweeted that they thought that episode was the best Star Wars that has been produced since Revenge of the Sith. That episode? Yes. I think that's... Okay, that person's welcome to think that. I think that person's the dumbest person that's been produced since the previous dumbest person. Sounds like that person's like 12 years old. Uh, No. It's a grown-ass man. Okay. Just look, it just trying to stir the pot. Professional fucking Twitter trolls, man. Can't you just get butt hurt? What is uh what did um Nick call him? A cry ass. He's a cry ass. Um 
Oh, man. I lost my train of You're thought. You're so mad you lost your train of thought. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, the issue that I know Jesse really wants to talk about, they, in my opinion, really fucked up by not having Vader kill Ahsoka in this episode. Now, I say that not knowing for sure that he didn't. I don't know that he didn't. Because they're such fucking assholes that they left it ambiguous and won't say one way or the other in the um, in interviews. I've read a lot of interviews with Dave Filoni since that episode aired, and he won't say one way or the other. And it's really starting to bug me. The more I think about it, the more I bu- it bugs me. If I'll say this. If she did die, and that's how they sent her out, that is one of the greatest mishandlings of a character I've ever seen. In history. For sure. If that's the last we ever see of Ahsoka is the door closing and then that weird, ambiguous shot of her going back into the cave. I've heard some people say that they think that's her kneeling down, like falling to the ground after dying. I don't. If think that's the case, you've got to spell that out for people. I feel like I'm pretty quick. It happened quick. in two yeah, seconds. No. Like, we watched it and I was like, wait, what happened to Ahsoka? Where's, what's going on? Where's this, like, uh, that's, and uh, it, you know, and then I get this shot with her. What looks like she just walks back into the temple for two half seconds. Like. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just bite the bullet? It has to happen. Like, it has to happen. Now, the, and, and this really bothers me is like, he, you know, somebody was talking to him in an interview and they were like, well, you know. But their she, interaction, the Vader interaction was, was great. great. Everything uh, I just up don't to want, that I don't point. I just want to say I don't no, take away from that. Up but. to that point, it was great. Their duel, their fight. I'm talking solely at the fact that if you wanted to make the death of Ahsoka have a profound emotional impact and to wrap up that character in a way that it does, she deserves, you missed your chance. It, it yep. could have either pushed Ezra or saved him from the dark side. I think that would have been a perfect catalyst to help push him to the dark side. I mean, if yeah. she's still alive, then and and they plan to bring her into the story more next season then you've lost your chance to have Vader kill her, which, in my opinion, at this point, is the only way she should die. And if you have her get off, what is it, Malachor? Right. Off screen, it's weak. She comes in, she's like, hand of God kind of stuff. Oh, I I got, you know, like... Well, see, my point is, like, if you bring her back in season three and then have her get in another fight with Vader and then he kills her, what does it fucking matter? Like... You lost your chance for the impact. Do you see what for I'm saying? For it to mean Does a that make whole sense? lot. No, I get it. She can go out. I mean, if, she can go out in a heroic and sacrificial way still. But I think the only way it has, the only way that you kill her and ha- make it have any emotional impact is to have her former master kill her. And they set it up perfectly. They set it up. And now you die, he says. And all you need, it, they killed three people that episode. And not a single one was graphic. You could handle it in very uh, in a very similar manner and still get the point across not this fucking jerking off into her face ambiguous bullshit that they pulled yeah no where oh is she dead i don't know and look i i'm fine with a cliffhanger but not like that like i get the feeling that maybe she's not even going to be in season three that that's just the last we're going to see of uh, her and rebels and that's a fucking puss out move by dave filoni he got too fucking close to the character and got cold feet on killing her well you know what she's got to die i'm sorry he said in one interview that well maybe she could still be around during the original trilogy because she says she's not a jedi anymore so that line that yoda says 
when I die, the last of the Jedi will you be doesn't uh, apply to her. That's a bullshit explanation. That is a, I'm too close to the character and I don't want to kill her. Yeah, and if you want to, because in the Knights of the Old Republic, there was a character that was a neutral Jedi. If you really want to play a neutral Jedi, that is a bag. Of, it's a bag of worms you don't want to open because that that opens the door for some other ridiculous possibilities and you know some invalidation of the dichotomy between the light side and the fort, I mean, the light side and the dark side. You know, like a and like Ahsoka is so far a neutral, okay. a neutral Jedi. Like that's you okay. can't call it a Jedi because that's light side. Like. You can't call it a, a Sith rogue because Jedi. not. I mean, like a Force, someone who's strong in the Force. Like I and true neutral is the hardest alignment to play in Dungeons and Dragons. Like that's a true neutral alignment. Like the eternal I, cosmic judge. Like I just feel like, like it was a huge misstep, and I, maybe I'm one of the few people that feels this way. But like I feel like. The problem I have is that if you're going to start a thread, don't leave loose threads out there. Like, if you're going to bring Maul back in Clone Wars, you have to wrap up his story at some point. Right. Once again, maybe Maul is supposed to be one of the villains in 3 and they'll kill him off next season. Mm -hmm. Maul I have a little less of a problem with because they just brought him back in this episode of Rebels. Right. And I could see why they maybe they want to bring him back to be sort of the you wove dark Ahsoka. version of Kanan. Right. Like, Kanan's pulling Ezra towards the light. Maul's pulling, pulling him towards, towards the, the dark. dark side. Right. No, I get it. I like that. But they both have similar goals. Like, they want to get rid of the Sith. They want to defeat the Empire. Et now et Ahsoka has no goal. <clears throat> she and what has is no she goal? in the Rebellion? Like Exactly. The thread of Ahsoka cannot... It has to be tied up. If they can kill fucking Han Solo in The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. you can kill Ahsoka. I like Ahsoka. A lot of people like Ahsoka. She's not more popular than Han Solo. No. I, I, Ahsoka's my favorite, but I still feel like she has to die. Like, you can't just... It's the only logical be? conclusion for her character. Doing? If like, you carry her over into the time of the... Right before the original trilogy, and you set up for her to meet Darth Vader, the only logical conclusion for her character is for Darth Vader to kill her. Because, A, it makes Darth Vader look that much more evil... It enforces how he's totally gone to the dark side. It also makes what Luke does in bringing Vader back to the light side even more impressive. Right. The main reason she has to die is because if she didn't, she would be fighting him. What I like is the idea that Ahsoka opens the door for Luke. I like the idea that she dies in some sort of way, but it's to open the door to the light side so that Luke is successful well okay so i i can get behind that theory the only thing i have to say is that dave filoni has specifically addressed that saying that in his mind nobody was anywhere near successful until luke okay that like you have to preserve that to make what luke's then that validates what i just you know what i'm saying yeah you're right right but in the end of the day what does it fucking matter if you're just going to leave that Ahsoka loose thread out there. I hate that. I hate the fact that you have the opportunity to tie that up in an awesome way. Of course, Super Ahsoka fans are going to be bummed, just like Super Han Solo fans are bummed that he's dead now. But you know what? That doesn't take away 
100 plus episodes of Clone Wars that she's in and this I, season of I, Rebels. And... The, the last few seconds, did Vader leave the planet? I don't know if he left the planet. I, we saw a shot he, of him on the planet. Like, yeah, holding his side and, and like his... Okay, She oh. was still there and she said, I'm not going to leave you again. Like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe in the next episode they put the bow on it and it's, you know, they're both on the world together and they have that last final interaction. Maybe, maybe. they've got more story to tell because... Well, the thing that makes me question that, and there's also a rumor that season three may, there may be a bit of a time jump. Not a lot, because if you jump too far, then you're in original trilogy time, but a a, a decent time jump between season two and three. To grow Ezra up a little bit. Grow him up a little bit and make whatever he, makes me wonder if they're doing that to make whatever he may do uh, as his fall to the dark side uh, a little less jarring than have him like a fucking... 15 year old kid do something real fucked up i don't know how old he's supposed to be right he'll have a rebellious phase or something he's probably about the age of our buddy oliver <laughs> my buddy oliver that's right oliver you see how he took that from me it was so no crazy. no well like, well you joined in on the whole catfish thing i'm still butthurt about it you guys butthurt about the catfish mm-hmm. thing. i can't with all of Whatever them. you like to watch, catfish. There's nothing wrong with that. You just got to admit didn't, it. I didn't say that any. I, I'm saying the fact that y'all tried to say that my buddy Oliver. Is, I don't think he's a catfish. Jesse sure does. All I want to know is about I Luke Fist. I just. <coughs> I want to know about Luke Fist too. People's backstory. Like if he's not a catfish, I'm still um, interested. Oh, speaking of Vader, I'm glad you brought this up when we were watching the episode because I felt unprovoked. I brought I, it. You, I didn't even mention it because I was just going to let it sit and I wasn't even going to mention it on the show because. I didn't want to be that guy that got like like took that deep of a dive. So when Ahsoka fucks up his mask, right? She shaves off a piece of the eye, basically. And you see his eye. The motherfucker's face is pristine. There's not a scar on it. The part you see. A, that's stupid. But the part that... And it's such a minor detail, but it chaps my ass. It twists my nips so bad. That I can't let it go is the motherfucker has an eyebrow. He's got an eyebrow. That now, shit I'll, got burned off. And I'll tell you why that's relevant is because in the special editions they went back and digitally removed Sebastian Shaw's eyebrows, which were in the original production, to indicate his injury on Mustafar, where they were burned off. Now it doesn't make sense that you would give him eyebrows back again because you d- already get, you went and digitally removed Sebastian Shaw. So why would you give him eyebrows again? I, I, Totally and I don't agree. know if this is just For an oversight, but, but I mean, you could, you, I mean, the Inquisitor didn't have eyebrows, did he? No. Like they said, I mean, he still had expressive eyes without an eye. Like, I don't, if I, I wonder if that's just a slip up. If nobody, but I mean, all the I, effort you went, be a fucking into Uber nerd like me it. in the office that's like, yo, you got to get rid of that fucking eyebrow, Dave Filoni. That shit ain't cool. Hey, that wasn't there. Like, you know, like. You gotta have an office I know, full of a, dudes like me. It's like, a weird hill. hill you and to I die both on caught eyebrow. It, it. I mean, I'm not dying on. It. I just it instantly caught my attention, and I asked you. I was like, and I was like, I, no. Darth Vader doesn't have eyebrow, bro. Like, and I was just glad it was not just me that was like, that's fucked up. Yeah. That eyebrow is fucked up. <laughs> I'm gl- I'm glad. You know, that's why you're my best friend. You noticed the eyebrow. I that's did. all. That's From why now on, to be like, why is your Will your best friend? He noticed the goddamn eyebrow. That's, that's why. why. <laughs> Don't you question it again. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i think they got cold feet i think they got cold feet maybe he's too attached to the character and he just couldn't pull the trigger it was, for it was lack well of a better executed term. cold feet i mean like i said i liked it better 
I just feel like it was a huge missed opportunity. And as a whole, that the fact that they did not do that and did not make that clear soured the whole episode as a whole to me. Yeah. In some regards. Like even if they were gonna not kill her, just make it a little more like open about what's happening instead of saying and he's she's gonna fight to the end and he's he said in interviews that he started to think uh, in his head what happened once that door closed because you don't see the the second fight basically after he says well then you die the door closes and they fly off so you don't see what happens you've started to think about what happens but you don't know how you're gonna tell that story you, you if you're gonna do that in a book or a comic or a video game you're fucking us because that is a character born of the animated universe. I didn't understand the time jump like, well, then you die and then the thing closes. And then the next I know, I see Vader taking a pimp stroll, like what I consider is a victory stroll. And then I see two seconds of uh, Ahsoka turning around like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving forward. Disappointing. Um, in season three, you know, we had that we heard that rumor that making Star Wars posted about the possibility of Grand Admiral Thrawn appearing in season three. Uh, Dave Filoni said something that kind of makes me think that may be true. What's that? He said that there's something that longtime Star Wars fans are going to be really excited about in season three that he can't talk about yet, but he'll he'll talk about more during celebration this year. Yeah. And. Hearing that Thrawn rumor previously, that's immediately what I thought he was talking about. Right. So it looks like it's possible that we might be getting Grand Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn, as you know, the villain for the next season and possibly last season. That could be awesome. He also said that elements from Rogue One will begin to take shape during the storyline of Rebels. Cool. Which makes sense. If you consider where it's We're set in the timeline, time. you know, um, well, characters. Well, you know what's interesting? The the original writer for Rogue One, Gary Whitta, was hired to write a couple of episodes in season three. Oh, really? That's smart. Makes me wonder if maybe a couple of characters will show up. Probably. You know, because <clears throat> you got to think that season will start just before Rogue One and then continue after. Now, I have a feeling that if any characters from Rogue One do show up, it'll probably be in the second half of the season. So they don't sort of scoop the movie. Right. If you know what I mean. Right. Um, and um, there was, one, oh, Lando will be coming back for at least two episodes. Okay. So, you know, we're getting a little season three information, but nothing, nothing. Not a lot. Yeah. Oh, and he also said, don't expect to see Darth Maul fight Darth Vader. Are you fucking kidding me? Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't if you're Darth gonna bring, Vader just wipe look, him off the planet? Like, I will admit him like a bug. That I like the fact that they brought Darth Maul back. When I first heard that that's what they were going to do in the Clone Wars, I thought it was cheesy as fuck. He should be dead. They ended up pulling it off well. If you're going to have Darth Maul survive to be around at the same time as Darth Vader, then why not just do that? Right. Oh, because you don't want to do the obvious thing? Well, fuck you. Fuck you and your stupid little cowboy hat. <laughs> the motherfucker's always wearing a cowboy hat. I bet he's I bet he's bald. I bet he's Mr. Clean under there. I don't think he is. I think I've seen him without his hat on. Yeah, yeah they really just bummed me out with a couple of their choices. Obviously, I've been bitching about it for 20 minutes. Maybe it's like his com- his <laughs> his blanket. Like he can't can't create without my cowboy hat. 
Yeah. Can't create yeah. without my Indiana Jones hat. Maybe. Well, uh, yeah, I think that'll about do it for this week. So, before we go, I'd like to remind everybody to rate and review us on iTunes. Um, uh, starting next week, I might have a little uh, contest for you guys to list, enter into for a digital code for The Force Awakens. Got to figure out some way to uh, get you guys to enter into that contest, but we'll come up with something. Uh, if you have a chance, check out my other podcast with Johnny Grosso and Mike Pappas, Rogue One. Star Wars podcast for winners. Cha-ching. Uh, we'll Winning. be putting those out right now every other Thursday. So that may change in the future. I'm not really sure. Um, if you guys like our theme song, check out Stoned Cobra. They were nice enough to provide that music for us. And um, you can check them out at www.stonedcobra.com where you can buy their album High and Mighty. Five. Five dollars. For just five dollars. And they have a new yeah, they have a album release party April fifteenth at the Nick in Birmingham. At the Nick, armed and hammered CD armed release hammered. power party, CD release power party. Pow- power party, it is power, a power party. party anytime, dude. When it's at the Nick, it's at the it power is party. At the Nick, yeah. <laughs> I have thrown up in some places in and around the Nick. I have seen. I'll tell you, I have seen some things and some stuff. Some stuff the, and some things some at the stuff Nick. Stuff and some things. Well, anyway. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And for Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast, I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us.